welcome back everyone to another episode of the podcast uh and on today's podcast i'm very pleased to be joined with a fifth year player from the minnesota women's hockey team savannah norcross uh thank you savannah for coming on it really means a lot to me and how are you doing today i'm doing well it's a nice sunday here in minneapolis yeah, it's good to hear. And obviously, you know, this you're about to kick off the season quite shortly. I think you guys did have an exhibition game yesterday, but how excited are you for the upcoming season? And uh, has your mindset changed on this upcoming season, knowing that your final year of eligibility versus other seasons in the past where you knew you had some time left, uh, like you had another season to play after the season you were preparing for, I guess? Yeah, I think that each year you begin to grow as not just like a player, but a person too, and take for don't take the games for granted. Um, I've done a lot better job at preparing myself uh, throughout this past summer. Our whole team has done a great job at uh, staying in the gym and uh, extra on ice session skills. And I'm super excited for what we got in store this year. Yeah, and what are your goals and expectations for your team uh, this upcoming season? Um, yeah, we won our league, our regular league championship last year. Um, we plan to want to win that again and uh, then move from there to the conference tournament and then uh, get a good bid for the national tournament and hopefully make a frozen four. So that's where... Our mindset is, but we take we've learned to take it day by day and not look at the the biggest trophy in hindsight. We're trying to just focus on the league right now. And obviously, Minnesota is usually ranked in the top five every year, it feels like. So I, I'm curious how you guys deal with that pressure of being a top ranked team. And is there any pressure to it or do you guys try to just focus, like you said, on the day by day and not really the outside noise of the rankings? Yeah, we uh, that's the expectation always that it's the standard like for us, our level of play. I mean, our practices get pretty like heated and competitive more than sometimes when we play opponents. So, you know, that we're coming to the rink every day. Everyone is each in person in the locker room um, ready to have a good practice and just build day by day. So, yeah. And obviously, being a fifth-year player, what type of leadership are you going to try to bring to the team? Are you more of a vocal leader or lead by example? Uh, just looking at your roster, there's a lot of fifth-year players that chose to stay. So I feel like it's not going to be as of hard of a job to be a leader when there's so many other leaders that are on your team currently. Yeah, we all bring something different to the table. I mean, we have two Olympians returning, Patty Kazmaier Award uh, winner, and the rest of my fifth year class uh just solid overall each grade is so solid the juniors the sophomores the freshmen i mean our exhibition game last night we actually had uh all the veterans sit out a period three three um players each period and like we still were the same team uh each period so it was just crazy to see that you could take anyone out of the lineup and we'd still be as strong as we are so and what were your thoughts on kind of the younger players um, playing, I guess, in that exhibition game? Do you have any thoughts on the uh, the new players on the team? I know you guys brought in some international players and uh, also another player from the U18, USA team. So I'm just curious your thoughts on the freshmen and the sophomores and how they look um, last night in that exhibition game. I'm pretty close with the sophomore class, and I think that's because I'm uh, 
nurturing motherly type of person I wouldn't say I'm the team mom of all things but I like to make sure my young ones are again taken care of and uh walk the the line the right way um but the freshmen coming in we had two two Olympians one that played at Finland in the Olympics and one that played for Sweden uh, and then Maddie Kaiser who was on the U18 team and we're just solid overall like I said it's just going to be about finding what piece fits the puzzle on certain lines and what deep pairings hot at the time same with our goaltending I mean we have three awesome goalies that compete hard every day in practice and you just don't really know who's gonna grab the net but it's all about uh, which piece fits the puzzle, I feel like, when it's going to come to the lineup. but yeah. So if you're not the team mom, who is? Oh, God, Taylor Heisey. That makes Patty sense. Ken. Yeah, <laughs> she, is, she keeps people in, in line in a, in a very healthy way. Um, I respect her as a player, so it's even – and as a person, it's so equal when it comes to when I talk about her. I mean, she's honestly one of the main reasons why I came here when I was in the portal transferring. Um, I went to the world's trial, not this year, but the year, previous year in April, and that was the world that got canceled. So um, she, we actually got thrown on a line together, and I was put as a center, and I'm – haven't played center in a couple of years and I know her name from the Minnesota Boston rivalry thing and we looked at each other and we were kind of like you're I was like you're a center right <laughs> and like yeah are you wing and we were just like the line combos they had us and for that um for that camp was just crazy and then we like started a friendship from there and when I was in the portal she gave me a call. I was actually in Foxborough driving back from uh, the rink right next to Gillette and two hour long traffic getting back up to the North Shore. Um, two hour car ride FaceTiming me about how I have to come to Minnesota and how they would love to have me here. And um, that's all it really took was that phone call um, for her to convince me to come because you know, you look at a player like her and she's um, antsy and she wants you around and that's super complimentary of her. So um, everything that she's accomplished, I've been like 100% team high Z. So I wouldn't be here without her and stuff. It didn't even, I didn't look at any pictures of the rink, the campus, nothing. I was like, I'm just going to take her word for it and believe her and everything she says. And yeah, so she is the team mom, though, in that sense. So I do have to ask you about the two international players that you're bringing in because Minnesota is known to bring in a lot of in-state players to its team. I'm curious uh, how how they have adjusted to the American, I guess, hockey scene being from Europe. And uh, how have you guys trying to get to know them a little bit? Because I feel like that's got to be really hard to go from Europe all the way to America and being far away from home. Yeah, I mean, they've played at the highest level. So you expect them to bring their game their and their skill every day, and they do. Nellie's a defenseman, so I don't uh, mingle with her as much, but she skates really well, sees the ice super well. Josephine uh, from Sweden, she's got the hands, and she has the hockey IQ, um, skates really well, and it they blend in perfectly. It's crazy because you, you would think that they wouldn't, but, like, 
they're highly skilled athletes and they're competitive too so there's no no problem in that sense but yeah it, they're funny though their accents and uh they're just they're good kids i love them now i do want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work up all the way where you are today with uh, gophers so you're from lynn massachusetts um talk about growing up there and how'd you start playing hockey yeah so i have a younger brother his name's billy so the story of me actually signing up for hockey is we go down to the Lynn Ring Connery Arena and I'm with my mom and she's signing up my brother for like house in-house skates and uh, I just kept pulling on her her jeans and being like what about me what about me and at the time it was she was just like oh, I'll just write off another check there goes another hole in my pocket of of just signing another kid up and I don't think that she knew that once she did that what she committed to for the rest of her life with me and my brother so that's actually how I started uh, playing is she wasn't intentionally trying to sign me up for uh, learn to skate it was for my brother but I actually danced um, and I slowly started to not end up going to dance class and going to hockey more so yeah the story of it well, shout out to your mom for signing you up for hockey because obviously you wouldn't be the player today if that never happened. So I'll give her a shout out on the podcast for that. Yeah. And then Santa and mom wasn't aware of Santa uh, <laughs> bringing some brand new equipment that year. And obviously dad decked me out in the sickest stuff at the time. So that's kind of both of them were. Uh, encouraging of it for sure and my dad played baseball and, and football and basketball so um he played uh football and baseball at bc so oh nice uh, yeah so it was weird we went to hockey up but my mom is side is all her brothers played hockey so it's kind of cool nice it's in the front runs in the family so i guess that makes sense in some aspects of things now uh who was your favorite player growing up and uh was it a player on the Bruins, I assume, or was it someone else? So when I think of my favorite players, uh, female, I'm going to go with Marie Philippe Poulin. And then uh, male, I'm going to have to go with Sidney Crosby. Um, oh, man. I know. I'm just, that's the Bruins fan of me talking, so I apologize. It's just, well, he's given us a lot of heartbreaks. Yeah, seriously. Um, Pittsburgh. Uh, winter classics playing Detroit I we would go on vacation my birthday is early June so that's when like Stanley Cup was going in that series and we would go on vacation to the Outer Banks North Carolina and watch Pittsburgh play against Detroit and um their winter classic jerseys I still wear my kids youth one that's signed by Malkin like to games and stuff but I don't know we just loved uh Malkin Fleury and Crosby growing up those three were just great my brother would put electrical tape like black electrical tape like on his face like the beards they were growing in the playoffs and like shoot on himself knee hockey and like when he was like little and stuff so just just good times with like they were good they are still are a really good club the penguins obviously but um yeah so we watched them i still root for them uh 
till this day. And then Marie Philippe Poulin, I actually grew up watching Boston University. And I think it's only because they did a great job of just like advertising their games and stuff. And they were loaded with like Canadians. I mean, Tara Watchhorn, um, Sarah Appleton, uh, a lot of Canadians that went to the Olympics were on that team then. So I got to watch like the best Canadian players at that time, like all in one spot. So that's why I know who she is. Yeah, I think Victoria Bach and Rebecca Leslie also played for BU at the time too, and they're big Canadian players as well. So, um, yeah, I totally get you on that. I have to ask, though, are you going to get a new Winter Classic jersey for the Pens since since they're playing in Boston um, for the upcoming Winter Classic? I feel like you might have to upgrade. I know, I know. So it's it's funny because we already got our date sent back of like when we have to be back in town from into Minneapolis. So sadly, I won't be able to go. But I'm definitely hoping my parents can treat themselves and go to that game. You can still get the jersey though. That's my. That's I. I yeah. feel like you have to. Yeah, upgrade oh, a little bit. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No. Now, you played for many teams before your college hockey career, uh, one of them being New Hampton School, where you got to play with one of your former teammates, Caleb Barnes. I got to ask you, what was your prep school hockey experience like? Because you won a championship there, and you also got to do other cool things uh, with that um, school as well. Yeah, New Hampton School was a dream. I don't think the kids out here in Minnesota really understand like what it's like to like go live away and uh, be separated from your friends from home. I mean, really, I decided seventh and eighth grade after a couple of showcases um, and being exposed to like those elite uh, tournaments and stuff where they'll the prep schools will set out their tables and you'll just grab their card and stuff. Um, so yeah, I just, I was ready to, I wanted to, like there was not a doubt in my mind that I didn't want to go and play like better hockey and get a better education that was really my parents push was getting a better education somewhere but they were so uh hesitant of me going a living living away on my own at 14 uh years old I went my freshman year a lot of people do like their freshman and sophomore year and will go to prep school like their junior year or do a PG year but I really wanted to go so that wasn't even a question um applying to schools and stuff but we won my junior year and my junior year was like probably my favorite year of high school because we went for each sport. We went to our championship games and um, field hockey. We lost in the finals, but hockey, we won softball. We won um, NEPSAC, I know, is like huge. We hosted our first NEPSAC tournament game versus St. Paul and then we played Loomis and then we played Kent in the championship and that was the first year our new rink the Jacobson arena was built so it was kind of just like um remarkable year in that sense like the new rink is up and we wanted a banner in this like brand new rank and that's really I think what drove us to like win that game those games and uh, we all got bubbles and playoffs and it was just like I don't know we were just a special group um, and yeah Barnes has always been a good friend and a good leader so um, yeah and she continues to um, exceed expectations every day with the national team and I'm really proud of her and I'm really lucky to have been beside her for a lot of um moments in my life big moments yeah 
I will say I have to disagree with you a little bit because I'm sort of jealous of the Minnesota high school hockey scene being a New Englander because it's, it seems so fun, the student sections and how they kind of pack up the XL Center um, in Minneapolis. It looks so much fun. And I don't know, I wish Ma Massachusetts had that a little bit because I feel like besides the big prep schools, you don't really get that from other public schools around the state. Yeah, I mean, you know when the tournament's going on here. Like, people are talking about it. I actually coached uh, Edina, like, U10 team this morning. And, like, you know that they love hockey. Like, wherever they're like wherever they're from, like, this is why I came here. Like, it's the state of hockey. Like, mm -hmm. they eat, they eat the, that sport up here. And there's nothing else they really care about other than maybe the Vikings and the Twins here and there. And it's also really cool uh going to the U because that's the only main division one school other than St. Thomas that has all D1 sports so everyone in Minnesota like wrote roots for the Gophers versus back home you know there's you got four teams in the heart of Boston and then you have Holy Cross and everything all of all over New England and stuff so it's really cool that like everyone from Minnesota really supports the Gophers, but the uh, the high school hockey here gets intense. I mean, it, they stream it on TV, like cable, you know? Well, I like how they hype up the prospects too. Like they're going to play college hockey soon for both the men's and women's side, just because like, I feel like the one thing that we in New England need to do a better job of, at least in women's hockey is hyping up the incoming freshmen for, that play prep school hockey because like I know all the names that have played Minnesota high school hockey whenever you see the U18 teams get released just because you see their highlights all the time but I feel like you don't see as many highlights from the New England players so that's the one thing that I hope can change a little bit at least in our hockey culture up here in the east coast mm -hmm. yeah I I think that uh Minnesota's got um us by a hair I think if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's been 11 Hobie Baker Minnesota natives and six from Massachusetts. I could yeah. be wrong, but, and I think they're Minnesota's one and um, Massachusetts is two. So, I mean, we're not going to though. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a hard award to win, but I mean, for those two states, comparable like size of the state, too. Pretty cool that we got mm -hmm. a good bearing in Boston too. I know you're a Minnesota women's hockey player, but I, I'm always going to be a Mass hockey fan. Mass over Minnesota, that's just my thing. I'm so, and it must be weird for you having been played in both areas. Like I don't know, like who you prefer, or I feel like now you're obviously Minnesota, but I feel like there's got to be times where God, like, oh, Mass hockey's got to be better than some Minnesota hockey things as well. Yeah, I think that prep school is super cool that like definitely prepared me for college like the school work and um like the school load and uh doing hockey and stuff and I think uh they do that here but you're a little like hometown focused whereas like you're traveling all over the place uh for prep school um I do love how we do club hockey um, over in Mass. Like you play on your fall team or you play on your selects team all year, and then you play at nationals, and they yeah. don't really get a chance to do that um, out here sometimes. Yeah, you played for the Junior Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. Talk about that experience because I remember seeing a ton of stuff that Nesson put out, like highlighting uh, the coach of that team and what he's done for that program. 
Yeah, he's honestly one of the best guys and best coaches I've ever had in my entire life, Mike Maloney, and I'll say that till the day I die. He's really shaped me um, to be the person and hockey player that I am. I always wanted to go hard for him, like not a moment, and the girls that were on those teams for sure. I played for Aspet Valley too for a couple years before that, but um, he's a great guy. I played with his daughter, who is also at BC, Deirdre Maloney, and um, great family, always trying to take care of everyone um, and make sure everyone's all set, but I mean, he was a he was a hard coach. He he didn't take no lackadaisical stuff from anyone. But um, if I could go back to those days, I would. And you were always so excited to go to a national tournament with the Boston Junior Eagles, and you knew you always had a good chance. And we were mm-hmm. always such a tight knit group too. Those girls, because I think um, probably. 80% of us, 90% of us went and played D1 hockey, whether it was in Hockey East or continued to play hockey after high school. So we had a super good group, and I love all those girls that were on those teams. Still. Yeah, and we won back-to-back titles too, so clearly the coaching style worked because I feel like it's a good balance of being hard on your players but also like being there for your players as well. And it seemed like you did a good job at balancing both. Yeah, he, like, there's some certain things that I know as being in the D zone as a wing that you can't do, like, because he drilled those things, man, can't go down to the goal lines, man, I know you want to help the D, yeah, like, you're a brick wall where the dot is, like, no one beats you, no one cuts the seam and gets a shot off, like, and it's just little things like that that like you obviously still are aware and like touched on in college and you go over but like I remember those times where I got ripped apart for letting those things doing those things when I was younger but now it's like so habitual in my play that I don't do those things because of him so yeah. Now I do want to ask you about your recruiting process too. Boston College that's the school you played for before heading off to Minnesota. Uh, what was your recruitment process like? Because like you mentioned, in New England, there's a bunch of different schools to choose from. And and from my perspective, I really like that just because, you know, there's a lot of different options to have in different areas of New England, whereas in other places, that's not really the case. So I'm curious, what, what drew you to play for Boston College and uh, why that ended up being your first choice um, in playing your first three years uh, in the NCAA? Yeah, so uh, it was my first year at New Hampton. This was before the rules changed, and now I don't think you can recruit uh, to, like, or sign people until you're a junior. I don't even know the rules now, but this was when it was free range, and you can kind of do whatever. And it's my freshman year at New Hampton, and we played at a Christmas Cup tournament at Cushing Academy other went to prep school and those coaches all hockey's coaches were all at that and my head coach Craig Churchill came up to me after the tournament and was like okay uh, Christmas break uh you're gonna go to BC on Tuesday and BU on Wednesday if you don't like either of those schools I'll go visit Northeastern. I don't think Harvard would be the best fit and if you don't like either of those three we'll look out west and I was like okay like I'm 14 years old at that point I'm I'm worried about 
I'm not even like two months into my freshman year season and I'm that's like the age you're just worried about what place has the best chocolate milk <laughs> it's not really anything that deep but BC I woke up and I instant and went to the school with my family and I instantly fell in love with that place and the coaches and um they were uh doing really well before the with their other teams and I mean, like, it was just one of those things where your gut just said to you, like, I gotta go here. Like, there's no, there's, there was nothing more I could ask for out of the whole experience. And I was a BU fan growing up, going to all those games. So my parents were like, so confused. And I woke up for Wednesday and I was, I didn't even want to go to BU, but uh, Brian over at BU, who's still the head coach, and then Katie LaChapelle, who's just the U18 coach, uh, took me around BU and stuff. And I, and I liked it, but I was just like so sold on BC and being an Eagle. And I don't regret any of that process at all. But yeah, so I committed. I it took me a week. I sat with that decision. Uh, and then I went back to school after Christmas break. And I said to my head coach, like, I want to go to Boston College. Like, let's make this for real. So called them and that's well, the that's history. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game, the decision making? Like what stood out to you the most, especially since you were talking about how you were kind of drilled in your head? of all these things you needed to know before you went to college. So once you got there, it was kind of an easier transition. I'm curious if anything kind of stood out to you where it's like, whoa, I didn't expect this at all. Yeah, I mean, I could have told you that the speed would have been faster and you have to make quicker decisions. But I think what I wasn't aware of is like where my confidence level was going to go and how I needed to stay mentally sane <laughs> through my experience there I mean it's college hockey it's going to be up and down you're not going to be the go-to guy the minute you step on campus there and even if you want to be that go-to guy like it's a lot of pressure and um a lot to take on and I think that um I was just more wanting to get my confidence level where I, it was in high school and growing up so that was honestly the biggest adjustment for me is just uh, being sure of like what I bring to the table and uh, what what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, what are things that I uh, can use to my advantage and what are things I need to really work on uh, and in that sense. So the confidence aspect of just like believing in my play, um, I had a couple of baseball friends that were really good at BC that like would talk to me about like their like swagger that they had and they're in crazy classic baseball players but um that kind of stuck with me because you know they were freshmen and they were crushing it and I didn't necessarily feel like I was like crushing my freshman year but there's like a difference between like that cocky and this too and I never ever want to come off that way so um just like it was kind of just like that swagger that I needed to like get back because not that I felt like it was taken away. I just like doubted it a little bit here and there. So that was one adjustment. And then the social life too. You don't really know how much until you're a fifth year, how much uh, the social life aspect can take 
energy out of you uh, for sure. So going out and staying out some late nights can affect you. It could be fun on a Saturday or Friday night after a game, but it's Thursday and you're wondering why you don't haven't had a good day of practice and then Saturday night rolls around and you're gassed and you're wondering, well, why, why am I out of breath? Why don't I feel my legs? And I wasn't anything like, I didn't go out crazy or do anything absurd. Just finding the balance of it too. And what's cool too. So. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's like a college thing as well, because like most people who aren't student athletes, I feel like feel that same way of it's hard to like manage your time because I have this problem where like, I want to do all this stuff throughout the week yet I have all this stuff I have to get done and I'm trying to kind of rush through it. And I just feel so like gassed once Friday rolls around just because I've been trying to get all this stuff done. Yeah. And I still want to kind of do something else during the weekend. So I totally get where you're coming from and it must be even worse for you being a student athlete with all the other responsibilities that you have. Yeah. We do a super good job here with uh, the Gophers with knowing when it's time to hang out and have fun with each other. And then also knowing when it's time to, reel it in and and I'm just so grateful that I'm in an environment where girls are feel just like me and have the same goal as me every day and we mean we have a we have the our drinking rules and our like socializing rules and stuff so it's important and we also have a bunch of team rules that are expectations that we all are 100% committed to which is important I think those little details is what um, really sets us apart from some other teams at the end of the day so you played three years for Boston College you had a lot of memories there I think you guys went to two national champion or national tournaments Uh, one was during the COVID year where you guys were all in the same bubble and then another one was when you played Clarkson and you also went to a hockey's championship game as well during your time there and uh, I'm just curious, we'll talk about your three years with Boston College on the ice and just the results that you had, because there was a lot of ups, I felt like, but there was also a lot of downs, too, where, you know, UConn beat you, I feel like, one time and upset you guys in the first round of the hockey's playoffs. So I was just curious, from your perspective, when you look back on it now, your three years with BC and what you took away from your time on the ice. Yeah, I mean, my freshman year, Megan Keller was on the team, kind of knew Kirk. Um, I'm blanking on some other uh six seniors but uh those girls were amazing and such leaders oh Callie Flanagan who also won a Olympic gold medal too so those girls were great great leaders and they really were led the charge that entire year so I wouldn't be who I am without those girls a hundred percent um that was the year we lost in hockey's finals it's kind of tough because it was against Northeastern. And then that year we went to Clarkson and we were away in the NCAA tournament. And that kind of stunk because we drove up eight hours and then drove back eight hours right after losing. And then you just sit there and think about what you could do. Your season just ended and we had eight hours at like that the whole year of just like kind of reflecting on the entire year. And I think, uh, that was a hard NCAA game for me because I feel I didn't feel like I contributed and I like to feel like I contributed and felt like I was a piece of the puzzle. And I think that could have been said across the board because we didn't win. But then my sophomore year, we lost hockey East 
against UConn. UConn always puts up a fight. They're super underrated team. I know uh, Kate Thurman over there, who I grew up playing against for Chicago Young American, and then Natalie Snodgrass, who's from Minnesota, who I skated with a ton this summer here in Minnesota, who's a native from here, who led the pack over there. So th- they have talent, and they're a good team, and they their coaching staff has done a great job with, like, putting them together over the years. So not I'm not discrediting UConn. Like, there was times where they deserved to beat us. And then my junior year, we played Ohio, and that was one of the coolest games for me because I remember being pretty nervous about even getting into the tournament a week or two before um, because we we didn't make it to the hockey's championship. And I was like, okay, that year I was like, if we make it to the championship or win, like we're going to have a bid and we're going to make the tournament. And we didn't do either. So I was just hoping that like the our record and reflected the season we had and just it was a slip up in the tournament play. So that was pretty hard, but. So we sat and watched the selection show, and uh, we also got a new goalie that year, Abby Levy. And so we were just a little fresh, and we wanted we wanted a second shot at playing. And, um, yeah, just that was a sick game. I mean, I, I remember the goal I scored, and it was just – I was so excited to even get in the tournament. Um, and we were up one nothing, and then just some – mishappens and bops off the board just chips things that are just so uncontrollable um happened that game and we lost but I just I'm so grateful that I got to go to the tournament that year period because we just had such a good season yeah and also that was before the tournament expanded and it was like pairwise wasn't a thing that year just because every team played in conference so you didn't know what was going to happen it was kind of like up to the committee so I remember like like kind of interesting I was interested to see what was going to unfold and I think that was the year Minnesota actually didn't get in the tournament which was like a big surprise to a lot of people so uh, that was a definitely interesting year to think about when I look back on it today yeah and when I talked to the girls uh, about that they that's what fired them up last year to have that season the blowout season they were yeah like, we didn't make the tournament and it's been we've this has never happened and this will never happen again kind of attitude and yeah. like it's 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 not scary but it's like they're confident in themselves these girls here and stuff and what they bring to the table and i like that i i i personally need uh more of that at times so it's good to be surrounded by people you are who your friends are at the end of the day so yeah now I do want to ask you what led to your decision to transfer to Minnesota because from an outside perspective I was very surprised to see you in the portal just because you're from New England you're playing for Boston school it seemed like kind of a good situation for you and it seemed like you also got along with your teammates very well so seeing you in the portal it kind of surprised me so I'm interested to hear like what led to that decision to you for you to transfer to Minnesota yeah, so it was a super last minute decision, uh, to be quite honest. I was like the day before the portal closed. And I know the WCHA league is um, pretty rough. It's like rough as in like a hard league and not that Hockey East is and uh, both leagues are pretty good. But I know that uh, you're playing in Ohio State 
um, which felt like the most physically draining game I've ever played in my entire life after the NCAA game, uh, my junior year with BC, like, I know that they have a Duluth and a and a Wisconsin, and you're playing that same type of game times two out here. And I think I was in a position where I realized that I wanted to um, really just expand my options, and I really thought about like what I want to do in the future, and um, with aspirations of being being a part of the national team someday you know I just know that Minnesota is like where you gotta be you want to start you want to be one of the best you got to surround yourself with the best even if it's a dog fight and you're and it's uncomfortable and I think that's where like the growing happens like the growing pains is when you're uncomfortable I was just a little comfortable at BC I mean I played with all those girls since I was uh for as long as I can know, as long as I played on a girls hockey team. So I was just ready to be around some new people and uh, different types of talent. And yeah, just learn the game through Natalie Darwitz and uh, Brad Frost. I mean, Natalie Darwitz is one of the best women's ice hockey players um, to have ever played, I believe. And so, and she's a, offensive forward and she just knows the game and is articulate articulates her words really well and really makes you want to play for her and the team makes you want to play for the girls want to make you play for everyone and I just I just knew I needed to be in a setting that pushed me a little bit more just because I want I want to get better and I want to get hit those milestones someday. Now, you had a very interesting year last year with a lot of different things that happened. Your team won 29 games, and you also got to go to Nashville last year, which was a pretty fun trip to watch. Um, but unfortunately, your team did get upset by Minnesota Duluth in the national tournament with all things being considered. So I was curious from your perspective how you reflect on last season and how you guys are using it for this upcoming season. Because I know you said a lot of your teammates felt when you didn't make the national tournament, uh, when they didn't make the national tournament in 2021, they would use that as motivation for the 2021-22 season. I'm curious if you're using that Duluth game last year as motivation for this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, that was like the biggest heartbreak and like saddest way to end our season. I honestly, it put a hole in my heart in a really weird way. And I'm a pretty emotional person, but like you, I remember waking up like the next day and not just feeling like there was nothing <laughs> and I was just and I usually am able to kind of get over games the next day next week and stuff and I just like something about that game like really rubbed me wrong considering we beat them the weekend before that to get into the tournament championship and I really just think that like we were riding pretty high and I think losing to Ohio and the championship game in overtime not even regular time just kind of like stunned us and we had a week to prepare for um 
for the tournament. And I just think it was that initial shock that like we wanted the number one seed for the NCAA tournament. Didn't get that because we lost that game. And like it stinks because it's like because we didn't win one game. We won 29 just because we didn't win 30 of like, mm -hmm. games. That's why we didn't get the one seed. And I mean that sets you up the rest of the way. And then Duluth played before they played against Harvard. We watched the game, uh, some of the girls. And I honestly think that's what gave them a little bit of a momentum kick is because they, they kicked Harvard out. And then you're like, you know what, we, this team just beat us five to one in the uh, tournament uh, before for the league. Like we are going to kick their butt, you know, and it's hard to beat a time three times in a row and I think we were kind of like in that stretch with them where we've kind of beaten them a couple of times so yeah I really think that game will be motivating to us and really even the Ohio loss for our league uh in our league's tournament I think those two games will really help us uh, wonder like uh, what we could have done in between that that one week and that's just being a little bit more mentally prepared and because we were physically there I mean we skated hard you watch you watch the game and you're like it's not that lack of not trying it could have been just more of a mental thing um we had a meeting at the in the middle of summer kind of at the end of the year and I remember Darwitz saying like you know you were ranked three or four going into the year and you finished out kind of in that same area. And so I think that's our, that's what stuck with us. We were, we were just ranked kind of like two preseason wise. We don't want to finish two. Number one. <laughs> uh, that, that's a very interesting points because I don't know. I, I, I like how they do the, what's it called, how they expand the tournament, but I also feel like there should be a way to, I guess, give you guys an advantage, but I guess, in some ways that Ohio state lost, like they got the number one seed and they ended up winning the national championship. So maybe if you won that game, you could have gone to that bracket and who knows what would have happened in the tournament. So I'm definitely interested to see how your team kind of gets uh, bounces back from that loss. And I feel like your guys are going to bounce back in a good way, just because you have good lead, veteran leadership in the locker room. Plus you have a lot of talented players as well. And like you said, there's a lot of depth on that team. So I feel like you guys are going to go far. It'll be interesting to see though, how it all plays out at the end of the season. Yeah, it'll be, it's been fun. Like every day has been really fun going to the rink with the girls. And I don't know, I think when I was at Boston College and stuff, there were some days where I just like struggled with going to hockey and managing everything. And these these girls, this the culture, like they, they, even when you're having your worst day, you hear like, there's such a way of leaving everything outside of Ritter. Now, we're in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. First question is, uh, which teammate is the funniest that you are that you have at Minnesota? Funniest. Crystal and Hengler. Which teammate has the best style on and off the ice? And I like to chime in because obviously, as you can tell, I'm not a style expert based on what I usually wear every day. But I do I do admire someone that has a good sense of style. And I feel like there's a lot of there's a case that Minnesota women's hockey has the best style in all of the NCAA because I've seen the pregame outfit photos like you have great style. I saw the hat that you brought out for the Nashville game. But then you also have Emily Odin, who always looks great walking into the rink. And then some of the new freshmen have great style as well. So I'm curious from your perspective on who you think has the best style on the team. 
Yeah, I think there's that's a hard question because we we do take that serious, <laughs> like dressing up and looking nice going to the ring. Um, God, Tristana Tater always looks good going into the ring. And like I can't pick I can't really pick someone for on ice because that's nothing like wearing our uniforms. Like everyone just looks sick. Um but if I were to have to pick one person. It'd probably be Michaela Paul right now on ice just because her pads are pretty sweet. Yeah, the goalies have an advantage because they can at least design their pads where you as players, you kind of have to, there's not really much creativity you can do with your equipment. It, it kind of all look the same. Yeah. So now I know you're not playing for BC right now, but I do have to ask you, what's your favorite part about Boston or the New England area? Yeah, so what's different out here is it's landlocked. So uh, I don't, uh, my house is like a six minute, seven minute drive from uh, Nahant and like uh, Lynn Beach. So I, lo I love going to the beach in summer and just reading a book and getting a little burnt. Um, that's something that I definitely miss. It's the land of 10,000 lakes here, but there's something about the salt water and uh, the breeze. And then, honestly, I would say probably the North End. I love going to the North End and getting good pasta, the type of pasta that makes your stomach feel good after you eat it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Minneapolis only has its, like, downtown versus Boston. It's um, got its parts, the West End, the North End. Um, you're going to the Back Bay, so there's kind of different areas to Boston when there's just like sort of a downtown Minneapolis, but yeah, that's what I miss most. Now, according to sources, I've heard that you love to bake. So what's your favorite thing to bake? Oh gosh. I like to make brownies and uh, I make all sorts of, I have a sweet tooth for sure. Um, I've actually been getting into bunt cakes here, courtesy of Taylor Heisey. Um, you know, I, I'm always making a treat for after my dinners here. So that I, something's always in the oven, whether it's cookies and stuff. I've also heard that you enjoy painting a lot. So what's your favorite thing to paint, I guess? Um, I do like watercolors, so I like to do like different landscapes, if that makes sense, uh, and like sunsets, and watercolor is actually pretty hard compared to, um, normal like oil paint, because you can mess it up with like too much water, you know? I have no clue, I'm not, I'm a terrible <laughs> artist, but I'll take your word for it though. Now getting back to some hockey questions, first one is, what should be done to help grow women's hockey because I feel like the college game is doing a really good job promoting women's hockey. But from my perspective, I think the pro game is what needs to do better to help the sport grow. I'm just curious from your perspective, um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, there's two leagues right now, uh, the PHF uh, that was formerly the NWHL and uh, the PWHPA. Uh, the PWHPA really excites me because there's, all the national team girls are uh, going to be kind of in that league and Canadian and um, American. And they're starting up a whole uh, secret Dream Gap tour again. And uh, I remember they played in some super cool arenas uh, when 
pre-Olympics, uh, they were doing a little tour and I know that they're starting that up again. Uh, I think that there's little detail known to the public about it, but um, from girls that I train with every day uh, and uh, the grapevine is very small here that you hear that they're really trying to make that league legit and you know like I came out to here with in Minnesota um play, wanting to play around and with the best I mean that's probably something that I'll definitely uh, look forward to doing and try to be a part of the PWHPA uh post-college but in order of growing the game I mean I think it's it's nowadays it's social media and advertising, um, getting it on cable, uh, availability to watch it, uh, not paying a subscription to, to watch it on your laptop. Like it should be something that you click on the TV and are able to watch, um, some sponsorships, uh, I'm sure that that league's got some things in the works for getting some good names attached to uh, the league. And that's why I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens with that league. The PHF has been around for uh, quite some time now. And I think that's really good for, for girls as well. They're growing the game and I wish there was a way that we could kind of come together. And I guess it just kind of, um, depending on your, like commitment level and uh, like how time, how much time you can commit, like depends on which league you can kind of go to. And if you really want to uh, play hockey, like and let hockey be the main focus, I would say the PWHPA has really emphasized that as being it's one of the main, main factors and main variables is what they're trying to do. So I'm really excited that they're uh, taking that league super serious and I hope it's something that I can be a part of post-COVID. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you on that. I just feel like the problem that I have with this, you have so many great women's college hockey players when they leave, they either go to the PWHPA or they go to the PHF or they go to Europe, but they're not playing in one league. Whereas in men's hockey, all the best college hockey players go to the NHL. And I just feel like it would be nice to see like all the top players play in one league and play for teams and like have a season and stuff. Cause I feel like that will help it grow because I feel like that's easier to market versus when they're all in separate leagues. So that's, I think the biggest thing that needs to unfold before pro women's hockey starts to, I guess, grow even more. I think that's what they're, I think that's what they're trying to emphasize. I know that Kendall Coyne and uh, Heller Knight are on the board over mm -hmm. there. So I would hold, I know that there was tryouts held and stuff and they really limited down to a hundred players. And I know they had to like cut some people. And I think that's honestly what's been kind of the problem at sometimes just trying to just have as many people but now i think that they're trying to like have the best yeah area and stuff but it also depends on like if you want to live in a certain place and i think that's where the next level comes into uh like legitimately drafting people and like you have to make some sacrifices too if that's like really how you want your it to be you know yeah so, i so do have another question regarding like growth women's hockey do you think hitting should be allowed in women's hockey because maybe this is just me but i love a good body check and i feel like it'd be awesome to go to a women's hockey game and see someone get laid out it's just something i enjoy i'm assuming you as players kind of want to do that sometimes as well so i'm curious from your perspective if that's something you're interested in i think 
it lines up with my game, <laughs> necessarily like everyone's game. Um, personally, with my team right now, uh, there's some injuries and stuff, and some good players with some yeah they're working through and and i would hate for something like a rule like that to be thrown in and a cheap shot uh and someone's career um i think along the boards it'd be fine to toss and i mean i think we're pretty physical out here to be completely honest and when the refs let us play they let us play and stuff but i think open eye stuff would kind of be tough to implement right now i know that they're doing something over in sweden um where they're letting checking go i don't know the exact details of it but i mean i'd be open to it but i just know that the girls game is kind of a little skill oriented no the nhl is of course too but um i think this more skilled players do better um, yeah hockey so it's it'd be kind of it'd be kind of tough to throw that mm-hmm. in there and yeah i see where you're coming from i just remember that bc ohio state game that you were mentioning in the tournament a couple of years ago that was a very physical game and it was fun to watch i remember maddie crowley cahill got into a tatum skags and it was just for a fan perspective and from kind of a consumer perspective it was fun to see them go at it i don't know if you remember that play at all but yeah. i was just curious like um like you probably i feel like it's fun to play in those intense physical games yeah i mean that's what we play in out here every weekend that's why i'm here i mean it was a border battle is they let it go <laughs> they let, yeah they let us play and, and 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 that's how it should be i mean call a penalty when needed but letting us play too i mean i think there's a difference between like pinning someone and and angling and, and making a hit along the boards versus i see you in the neutral zone and i'm yeah rock you <laughs> there's a difference i feel like but they it gets pretty physical in the wcha what's the biggest hit you've ever given someone oh god in the wcha i don't know i i've i've refrained i've tried to refrain myself <laughs> from doing that um gosh when i was at bc i got like i got kicked out of like two games and they oh, were wow. kind of and they were soft kind of personally i think they're kind of <laughs> soft so um and i didn't intentionally mean to do it too which was like worse it would rather have gone kicked out for something that i intentionally wanted to do but like i i don't intentionally do that yeah yeah <laughs> but like yeah, so one was like a it was like a head on head collision at BC with Sammy Davis. She actually went out thirty seconds later and scored the game winning goal. And then one was on breast cancer awareness night versus Maine. The girl like lost an edge, and it looked like I you were in just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, and so it was just like they sandwiched the weekend we first went to Nashville, and I was just like, of course, the breast yeah. cancer awareness night, great, like yeah, <laughs> you know, like. Then what's the biggest hit you've received? I guess you have to remember those. Those are unforgettable because I obviously everyone gets checked once in a while. Yeah, I mean, mine is more like out front of than that. I feel like um, like getting again your pants with the sticks or just like a a, a girl whack right to the back yeah. of the knee. But it's more like honestly like protecting the goalie after the whistle and stuff I'm a I am a pretty big player and I'm pretty physical grinder-ish player and so I don't mind getting it out in front and being in the crease so it's the stupid jabs like to like 
after a whistle where I'm yeah. like, okay, now I'm in the goalie's crease because you pushed me and I and I fell. But I think versus Bemidji last year, I got slashed like right in the in the chin. And yeah. I, and we were uh, beating them by a good amount and like two seconds later after I scored and I just remember like there's a funny video of me saying some <laughs> saying some having a my word back but um yeah best way to do it was with the goal yeah seriously I just remember it was like looking up photos like of you like because I like looking up just seeing like just interesting pictures of the players I'm going to interview before each game obviously so I can use it to promote it on our social media accounts and there's one of you like against UConn when you're with BC and they're just crashing the net and I don't know if you've seen it before, but it was pretty intense. There's like four girls. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> now, do you have any shout outs you want to give uh, before the interview ends uh, to any of your family members, teammates, uh, former teammates with BC, I guess? Anyone, feel free to shout them out now. Yeah. Mom, dad, and brother. They're, they're great. Wouldn't be here without them. Uh, Rosty and Dar for giving me grace and believing in me. My girl's here awesome my girl's back home awesome uh kelly brown missed that kid would do anything to wear a jersey with her again um probably the player i've had the most chemistry with in my entire life so um miss her a lot but yeah that's about it awesome well thank you so much savannah for coming on the pod i really appreciate it and I wish you nothing but the best uh, for the upcoming season. I know you're going to do great, and I know your team's going to do great. And I'm very intrigued to see what how things play out this women's college hockey season, as I know you are. So have a good day and take care. Thank you. Secret